0: Small connections all day long are one of the best avenues we can all have to build a sense of security inside of ourselves. Hey everybody. Hey everybody. Welcome to Therapist and Sensert. Therapist Uncensored brings you decades of experience with interpersonal psychotherapy, relational neuroscience, modern attachment, and anything else they think will be helpful in healing humans. Now, here your co-hosts, Dr. Ann Kelly and Sue Marriott. Hey, everybody. You know how we love to bring in the science of relationships and talk about research and theories and put our, our nerd hats on? Today, we're going to talk about self-confidence. We're going to talk about building security inside yourself, but we're going to do it from a place where you can do it just on your own. This isn't about building security in a relationship or even needing somebody else to build this. This is just going to be the tips and hacks on how to build self-confidence and security inside yourself. Easy steps. What do you think, Sue?
1: Yes, you know, we do get a lot of questions about, okay, yeah, that sounds great. You get dysregulated, but what do you do when that happens? Or if you get regressed, what do you do when that happens? So we're looking at you, all of you who uh, have those kinds of questions, and uh, anybody else that's tuning in that just wants on their own to be able to ground. And basically, we're going to just break it down into some concrete steps.
0: First, before we get started, we have found we've had a lot of listeners asking for more in-depth content than we can go in each podcast. And we love doing that. But we have found a really great answer to two challenges. Yes, one is we have found a way to provide that. And two, we've also found a way to help support us in our continued endeavor to provide this podcast to everyone. And that is Patreon. Just real briefly, for as little as a dollar
1: a month, you can get on at patreon.com backslash therapist uncensored. And that's all one word. And if you will just pop in there, there's all kinds of goodies for you. There's different tiers. It doesn't have to be just a dollar, of course, but we wanted to make it accessible to everybody.
0: So we've talked a lot about, building security inside oneself from a deep level of attachment and building attachment, building connections in different episodes. But today, like we mentioned, we're going to be talking about building security inside yourself, but in ways that we can do it every day inside ourselves.
1: Okay. So the idea is that no matter... Who you are and where you come from, we're not always feeling that grounded sense of security that we could be. And some of us have more like crushing self-confidence issues, particularly social relationships are terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and we also talk a lot about building security through relationships. So today we're going to focus on six practical things that you, no matter where you're listening from, can do right now on your own without any help, without any therapy, without any relationship. Tip one of six, all of these are going to sound really simple, but I just want you to
0: try them and trust us. And all of them have a lot of brain science behind them, but today we're not going to do that. We're not going to go to the brain science behind them, but they are backed. We're just going to talk about the to-do's
1: if you'll notice when you're feeling ashamed or down or insecure, just think about the nonverbals that you're giving off, right? So you will tend to have your chest collapsed, your head down, eyes cast down, typically kind of this feeling of deflation. So the very first thing, no matter what you're doing, if you're in the car or at the gym or wherever you're listening is I want you to sit up so the idea is to really focus on your posture. And so what does that mean? How does one focus on their posture?
0: Right. You've got to think about it. Standing your body really tall, even you're sitting, you bring your body really tall, pull your shoulders back instead of rounded because when we're feeling less confident, insecure, we tend to round ourselves off. So as we're speaking, pull your shoulders back and bring your body
1: up. So it's almost like you wanna just like I said that we grew a couple of inches, you really wanna be tall, as t- like, like as long as you can. And this is gonna be something you're gonna to have to practice because typically our non-conscious, we will kind of collapse back into a comfortable pose or posture. So this will be something that we'll have to kind of keep doing. But if you are sitting in a chair and you can stand straight up without rocking forward, that means your posture is really good. So you can just test that for yourself, that if you're sitting up alert, and if you can stand straight up from a chair, that's a great sign. That means that you're holding your body holding upright your body in up. general. And there's a TED Talk. This isn't where we got this particular tip from, but there is a TED Talk that follows up with the research, and it's really fun. So we'll put that in the show notes, too, about why that this is actually a pretty powerful intervention in and of
0: itself. And notice what happens when you lift up your whole body. The other thing that happens is you tend to lift up your head and you tend to look straight. And that's going to be the next one. One of the things we want to talk about is eye contact. (laughs) So lifting up your head and also making eye contact. As you notice throughout the day, be the one, almost it could be sort of a challenge to yourself for today. As you go through your day, Make eye contact with everybody that you meet. Not a creepy way, but just make eye contact and hold it. Don't be the first one to turn away because we've talked a lot in our podcast about the essential part of eye contact and what it produces, not only in others, but in yourself. It does really great things for your brain. That's right. It really does. And you know, if you think about
1: it, if you have extended eye contact with somebody for very long, you're either going to make out or fight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> typically right so that's how powerful it is you know they say the eyes are the window to the soul and gaze is such an important part of bonding that also really helps us read accurately the other person if we see somebody out of the corner of our eye that's more of a prey you know from an evolutionary standpoint and it's going to make us a little more nervous versus if we can really look at someone in the eye it's very powerful. And if you don't believe me, I really want you to try it. Just lift the head, make the eye contact.
0: And it's very powerful, not only in the relationship, but inside yourself. Yes. When you're going to make the eye contact, you're going to recognize. Now you said we're either going to make love or fight. <laughs> so there's, there's a certain limit to this, of course. But making eye contact, you're going to feel a sense of connection. And in that connection, you're going to notice the building of security inside yourself through the act of doing that. And that's what this podcast today is all about. This episode is all about. That's
1: right. So posture, eye contact. The next one, again, this is not a creepy thing. So don't do it creepily, but that you want to do this tiny, just practice this tiny little smile. So the smile that I'm talking about is almost more like it's internal to yourself. Like you know something and you're having a pleasant experience of it you're not necessarily smiling, emitting, you know, at people, because that can be really creepy. But the, the idea is that you very, very, very softly, that it might not hardly even be visible to someone else. It changes the shape of your face, and you just do a very gentle smile.
0: Yeah, and the gentle smile that you're doing, again, is going to evoke things in your body, that, uh, it signals safety. It signals safety to your own mind. Yes. And it also signals happiness. And by signaling our body about happiness, it actually induces that part of our brain, the value area of our brain, and it activates us to believe that we're happy. And so just looking up, like like even if you're working out, if you look up and you smile, it's a way of building a sense of confidence in yourself and a sense of security inside. It has almost an immediate effect. That's what's so amazing about it.
1: So everybody that's listening right now, they're sitting up straight. They have this little <laughs> gentle smile. Their head is up.
0: And they're making eye and contact. They're, going, they're,
1: they're able to make eye contact, even if nobody's around you, that you can have a
0: sense that you would be able to look somebody in the eye. Now, the next one is really important. and Sometimes it's hard for us to do it. Oh, totally. So we're going to, we're going to oh, practice totally. it we're even more. We're scared
1: of people too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this next one you'll notice sometimes, and that is to go slower. Sometimes we want to slow down because when we're speaking and we're going, we're speaking rapidly and fast and we don't really recognize that we're coming from an inner space of anxiety or rush. And if you take a breath and and you slow yourself down, you're going to speak more confidently, and you're going to speak more directly. So you're making good eye contact, but you're also speaking slow and direct. And that actually communicates a great deal of confidence to yourself and security to yourself, and it gives off the air of confidence to somebody else.
1: That is is so powerful, and it's something that's so hard for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> I've even gotten feedback from listeners. It's like, can you, you slow, just slow down? down? <laughs> the power, though, of being able to be reflective of your pace. My internal tempo, you know, like if we all have metronomes, mine can run pretty fast just naturally. But the problem with it, if I let it get away from me, then the listener's metronome will also speed up. And so now we're both at an increased pace which doesn't help this feeling of security so that's the notion of slowing down related to that this is still under that tip so notice that we're more connected to our body Uh, we've got the posture our back is strong and so the invitation too with the slowing down it has to do with getting out of your head Mm -hmm. believe it or not as therapists we say that you can process too much (laughs) (laughs)
0: Fair? Is that f- very, very fair. <laughs> so we, can- we, have a, we have a lot of friends that are therapists. So. Yes. yes. So there's processing such a, there's such can a be thing. <laughs> too much as
1: overanalyzing something. So we want to invite you to let go of all that noise and that, you know, they call it monkey mind, the clatter that's in there. And what that might look like then in real life is that rather than, say, you see someone that you want to go talk to, Rather than sitting there and like rehearsing and worrying and thinking about it and anticipating and dreading that the invitation is within seconds of having the impulse to reach out to somebody, you just do it. You don't think about it, but you go up and you make that contact, whether it be introducing yourself or saying hello or... Or another kind of tip under this is people love to talk about themselves. So if you don't know what to do, ask people questions about themselves and it will immediately put them at ease. Easy questions that they can answer.
0: Which is not always, how are you? That's not the easiest question for anyone to answer
1: it's a social blow off a little bit. Like I'm fine. How are you? Like it's a social ritual versus really actually asking them a question,
0: remembering something about them, something that they've mentioned before and bringing it back up. But I love what you're saying. Sue, what you're talking about is like, instead of thinking, 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 you just go into action, into connection. And if you already are standing up straight, making eye contact and smiling, Who you're going to run into is already going to feel more at ease and more connected. And your whole body is going to feel more connected. So to slow down and just go into action instead of overthinking, I think that's a great suggestion.
1: Right. It's kind of like when you're at the top of a high dive or a cliff. (laughs) I used to could do it. I can't do it anymore because I get up there thinking I'm going to jump like with the teenage kids. And I overthink it. The minute
0: that I don't actually just jump right off, I can't do it. I begin to freeze. Also, when you're doing a presentation and you have a group of people and you have to present to, whether it's at work or at a conference, if you start thinking and overthinking it, then the sense of self-doubt, and that's related, the sense of self-doubt can come in and you can start allowing yourself to have negative thoughts about the predictions about whether you're going to mess up or negative thoughts. And in that, even as you think about it, you're starting to slouch. And you're, so standing up straight and thinking positive thoughts, this is going to be great. I'm going to do really wonderful. I'm just going up and starting. That's exactly right. This is going to sound
1: weird, but like I talk about one, three, five, seven. And what that means is as you think about approaching somebody, most people think about just like, well, I tried to say hi and they looked away. And then that ends there. Your first move is one, which is you're saying hi. Then you anticipate they're going to make a move and it, it's not going to be like, yay, I'm so glad you said hi. It might fumble. So you're already anticipating that. And then you're ready for your step, which is three. So you go one, three, five. So if they look away, then your job would be to correct it or to like say, hey, did you hear me? How, how was your day? You know, how's it going? Da, da, da. Like you try again. You're basically just you keep responding to whatever just happened. Or if you say, can we talk? And someone is like, "Uh, no, I'm kind of busy. So that's that's two. So three would be, well, OK, well, it might be a good time for you. So you're already anticipating. And maybe they say, well, you know, I'm really busy. That's four. So they're pushing back still. And so you've just already thought through. So your five is like, well, okay, I I hear you're really busy, but this is really important to me. And I'd really like to, whatever it is, get on your calendar, or I'd really like a few minutes with you. So, you know, I I hear that right now it's not a good time. So I'll try again in a little bit. Something where that you're, it's not just that first approach, and it doesn't stop there, but you're able to kind of one, three, five, seven it, which is that no matter what comes back at you, that you're able to roll with it. Or if somebody comes too close to you, uh, that's the number two is they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you spoke to me and they come up to you. Then your three would be, oh, well, you can take a half a step back or you can, you get to respond and you get to keep being fluid and responsive. And that's going to help you be a
0: little more agile when we get into these social situations. I like what you're saying. I love the one, three, five, because you really focused on your responding. Yes. Because, you know, we we are so full of neuroceptions and reading people and not realizing we're doing it and responding to it. If you are really focused on how you're going to engage, rather than always, which we tend to do a little too much of, focus on how somebody is receiving us, and we're so overly focused on that, we lose our own sense of spontaneity. And so I love what you're saying as an example. Just keep centering on yourself and the engagement with them and not being pulled off while they seemed a little gruff to me. So they must not want to speak to me. So then I'm going to turn away.
1: And then you chalk one up like, see, I tried. See, this doesn't work.
0: <laughs> Every time I do this, this doesn't work rather than let me see that happening but going to the next step and really being more centered on your own body, your own confidence and your connection with them. I love that. That's right. And it, thank you.
1: And, th- and even if you get rebuffed or something doesn't happen the way that you want it to happen, we're going to count that as a success. Just like you're saying, Anne. The goal isn't to get the other person to do what it is we want them to do. The goal is for us to be able to be in the game.
0: And be connected to ourselves in the process. Or yes. just
1: right, that we're able to, from a secure place, go for what we want. And so even if you, like there was somebody had, had said at one point they were trying to write and they said that they didn't know they were a writer until they had this huge box of yellow rejection slips and that they saw that as a source of pride, that they were a working writer because they tried and tried and tried. So if we kind of take that mentality, that even if you're not having a lot of success and it's not going that great, that's not the point. The point is that you're in the game now, you're trying, and we're going to do a whole
0: lot, but your uh, chance of success is a whole lot better than when you don't even go up to bat. And your chances of, again, coming back to yourself, how you're feeling engagement goes way up by that.
1: So, now might sound simple, but it can really can imagine some of you are pretty freaked out about all of these suggestions because they are really challenging some of the natural things that we do to keep ourselves isolated or to keep ourselves in some sort of defense posture. So the next one that we 're going to go to is specifically about learning how to ground yourself, so in case that this is challenging or difficult how on your own, again, like, let's say you're not doing well, the thought of these things just makes you a little feel a little sick or something of, there's a couple of things. Do you have some suggestions off the top of your head about how you help people ground or how you ground yourself when you're feeling a little nervous or insecure?
0: I think that one of the tactics that I use to ground myself is to be very aware of my present moment. And instead of thinking ahead about what may happen or behind, about what just did happen, but just being in the moment. That seems to really help me. That's really great.
1: And one of the ways that one can get in the moment is if you do simple things like feel your feet, even specifically feel the bottom of your feet right now. And you might even, if you want to, press your feet into the ground a little bit, just a little bit of pressure so that you can feel, I mean, that's like literally grounding One of the things I've noticed that I do is like, again, I mentioned that I can be fast sometimes. And so I actually visualize my back and my spine and I try to put my energy instead of my chest and like leaning forward and like pushing and going. I literally will think of my back and just, I might not even physically shift, but internally I've pulled back and I have found that when I do that, I'm much more receptive Instead of actively giving, I can move myself into a place of more space. Like we, Anne was talking about slowing down. It slows me down. There's a little bit more of a pause so that the new thoughts can come. Like there's more room for something creative or something new to happen if I'm not pushing the next moment and the next moment. So that's a little thing that I have found where I just literally vision. It's almost like a warmth in my back. And it reminds me to pull half, a millimeter or a couple of centimeters back to allow something. And that feels really good to me when I'm able to remember to
0: do that. So it's interesting because you talk about your pace being Fast and that brings you forward and leaning forward. So you focus on your back and coming back helps you in the moment. And that really reminded me of one thing that I think my pace tends to be a little bit slower. And for me, the body movement that helps me is focusing on more of my gut and my chest and taking a breath in. And feeling myself in that way. So I wonder in some ways is how one overall disposition and how you ground yourself really likely can vary depending on how you find your disposition when you're more activated. That's such a great point because the
1: notion here of grounding, another word for it is centering. Mm -hmm. And so whichever direction we're leaning, left, right, front, back, that it's like consciously kind of getting heavy in your center, which leads me to another concept that I use is this notion of I envision a tree. And like, I want to be at the trunk of the tree, instead of like way out of there on these wavy limbs, (laughs) you know, where that like, if I'm more speedy or fast or nervous or whatever, it's like further and further away from the trunk. So for me, visualization works of like, okay, I can be in the middle of the trunk, I can feel my roots all the way deep into the ground. And then my crown, you know, reaches up, And so it's a very power, I can like pull energy from the earth if I need to, or I can reach out for light or help if I want to, but it's a very solid, secure place. And again, I think that when I'm there, I'm much more likely to listen better.
0: Yeah. I like the idea of listening. And really that's that part of being, when I said about being really in the moment is listening to what's happening, whether it's in the environment or somebody that I'm with really focusing on somebody's words and really stopping to listen to them instead of thinking two steps ahead about what I'm going to say or what we have said. So it's another way of, I love the idea of the tree feeling a really grounded thing. So I have a challenge Ooh. whenever it is of your day, the beginning of the day or the end of the day, I want you to think the next time you go to the grocery store or to any store, your personal challenges as you walk in, I want you to think about all the steps that we've gone through and really approach the store in that way from a place of your posture being pulled back. Before you go in, you're finding your grounding place, feeling centered in your body, head up, eye contact, and a sense of what you had mentioned, a peaceful, true, authentic smile on your face and walk in and see if you notice of a different experience that you might have with the inside yourself, your feelings as you're there and the engagement that you might have in that store, that whole experience. And maybe that's because I cannot stand to go to the grocery store. I was just going to
1: say, okay, now I'm going to need to ground myself just because of that one example. (laughs) Because I was imagining myself, I just got back from the grocery store. And, you know, I typically am in a huge hurry running through, like I had to let myself adjust to your example. Because really, even with my metronome, walking quickly through the store, being very efficient, trying to get out of there as fast as I can. If I were to be able to make the shift and really mindfully walk through the store, it's not really going to slow me down. No, it's really not. It'll probably save me from missing things and having to run back to the other side of the store, (laughs) truthfully,
0: because you're taking the time to do that. Or if it's a grocery store or the next time you walk into the office. But what you do, see what a sense of confidence you feel and a sense of security. See how much you can feel that in the immediate the sense of security that builds inside you just through these steps. And that gets us to
1: practicing that these things will not be natural unless you do them over and over and over. So when you're driving, these are all like actual mindful awareness practices. So when you're putting your body in the position that you mean it to be in, for example, then you're directing attention in the way that you mean for it to go. So that is actually an act of mindfulness. Same with the smile, same with the noticing your energy or following your breath. There's one more example that I really like around following your breath. So even right now, if you can imagine, so you just take a couple of deep breaths. Again, remember one of the things about how the mind knows if it's safe or not how the brain interprets that is it is looking at what's your just kind of like the smile signals to your body that you're okay and that you're safe. Well, so does high oxygen in your breath. So when you're actually doing big inhales, like when you're really taking the time to fill your lungs, your brain does this little hurt sweep, like a sonar about every 20 seconds. And so when it sweeps, and you've taken a couple of big breaths, don't let your teeth touch. Drop your tongue from the top of your mouth. Make sure your tongue's not touching the top of your mouth. So deep breath, tongue slack, let your ears drop, let your limbs be heavy and really allow, I'm sitting in a chair right now, it's like get heavier in the chair so that you're really letting the chair hold you up. Just those few seconds that I just spoke and 20 seconds when you do that with your body, the body's going to go, oh, okay, her limbs are warm and soft and she's not like about to spring up from the chair and there's plenty of oxygen, so she must be safe. So I'm gonna now turn on some of the soothing hormones rather than the stress hormones. So you basically, you fake your body into, it starts out fake, but then your body will catch up and begin to turn on the GABA and all the really good stuff that will be more soothing and calming for you. And
0: increase your sense of security. That's right. right.
1: Right now, you might think of like, for you, what is another thing that you could do, whether it be speaking to coworkers? When Becky Mendeville was on in an earlier episode, she was talking about this. She did an experiment where she enthusiastically greeted her teenage daughter when she came home from school, and that it really, really changed something between them, just that one small act where that there was a celebration of her return. And that she said that she noticed changes in her daughter, even that it was soothing
0: for her. Because that engagement. And talking about the building of the security within is that when she changed that one movement, then what she saw back were these smiles and this increased eye contact in this sense of warmth. So we talk about that reception that you receive that really then builds that one moment of connection in this different way. And building that kind of connection is small connections all day long are one of the best avenues we can all have to build a sense of security inside of ourselves. We can have the little connections. It's just not only with our children or our partners, with our coworkers, with people at the grocery store. When you stop to look the person who's checking you out, look them in the eyes in a soft way with a small smile and connect with them. And just those small connections throughout one whole day, notice the difference how you feel when you go to bed that night.
1: And also notice if you have trouble doing it, what your resistances are, and just be curious, you know, no judgment. But so many people ask us about exactly this, which is like, how do you stay calm? You know, how do your ghosts not come up? These are all really direct things to practice to help you stay regulated. Then when things do get hot or heated, you're going to have a body memory of how that you can dial yourself back down if you start getting
0: revved up. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are very grateful to many of our Patreon members that have already joined us. Thank you so much. We've we've mentioned for just a dollar or more, you have different levels. So check up patreon.com, Therapist Uncensored. But some people have already reached out and joined and we can't tell you how much we appreciate the support. In fact, we would like to recognize those listeners that have already jumped on. That's right. Here's a few of them. Megan
1: Smith, Kathleen McCarthy, Michael Hilgers, Graham, and Willow Nunya. Uh, We also have an anonymous donor at the $25 level. Thank you so much for that. So we're just launching. These are all founding members of Patreon. And it's not too late for you to do that. The price is going to actually go up at some point once the founding period is over. So if you want
0: to jump in, please do that will help support us in continuing to create this podcast for everyone. And hopefully it's a resource to you and resource that you feel is valuable and it will help us continue and help it bring it worldwide to those that couldn't otherwise get this kind of content. And for those of you, depending on the level that you join, you'll have deeper content to dive into as well as more access to us.
1: Another uh, quick shout out for some thank yous. We are getting a, uh more SpeakPipe messages, which is the voicemail that you can leave on our website. So Kayla, Jessica, Gretchen, and Brid, thank you very much. We've received your messages and we'll be getting back with you. So that is it. If you haven't subscribed, please do on your podcast player, rate and review, and we will see you around the bend. Thank you so much for listening.
0: See you around the bend. Therapist Uncensored is Ann Kelly and Sue Marriott. This podcast is edited by Jack Anderson.